trouble. Welcome to the Brick City Blockade Podcast. There's the blockade. Join Robin Vogt and Sean Michaud. The ability to destroy a planet is insignificant next to the power of the Force. As they break down that galaxy far, far away. You talk first, I talk first. <laughs> I love that line. So, our favorite Star Wars moments here. I think this is the first time as a podcast network we've gone around. We've actually discussed individually some favorite moments. Uh, usually when you hear a lot of podcasts, I mean, I've heard a couple of like um, Steel Wars. I know Steel Saunders has done it before. But here at the network, I, I think it's a cool idea to just kind of go around and say what our favorite Star Wars moment is. And I think, Brian, I think if you'd like to lead this off with what your, one of your favorite Star Wars moments is. Yeah, so I, I really wanted to pick uh, the entire third act of Return of the Jedi, <laughs> and then I just realized that I just love the entire movie. So um, I, feel like, I felt like that was cheating a little bit, but I think my favorite Star Wars moment within just a, you know, a moment within kind of all the films is definitely the trench run and A New Hope. And specifically, kind of when Luke trusts the Force, doesn't know much about it, you know, just lost Obi-Wan, uh, you know, Ben Kenobi, and turns off the targeting computer, and everybody back at the Rebel base is like, dude, <laughs> turn on the computer, we're about to get blasted here. Um, and, you know, they're down to, what, like three or four ships left. Um, Vader's coming in there. Um, with hindsight, we are obviously know you know like the history there and you know father son and everything. But just John Williams is almost at his best right there, and you kind of hear the um, it's kind of like the rebel fanfare there when he basically turns off the targeting computer and you it kind of starts to, to yeah. build a little bit, and um, you know you start to get a little dread creeping in when it looks like Vader is actually going to take him out. R two just got his dome blasted off, and then it just it gets me every single time when Han comes back because you just knew that that was a redeeming quality there and it just you know when he and he says the line is like you know take a shot kid and um it just gets me every time and then it just leads right from there right into the you know the, you know the ceremony at the end and the, you know with the throne room music there um that to me just as a single I mean there's so I could pick out every single thing but I think the one that gets me the most where I get like the most uh, you know kind of emotional is probably that right there at the trench run Jim I could not have thought of a better tease right there well my throne room's a little different than his throne room <laughs> yes yeah, yeah. It, he, he didn't want to pick the entire third act of Jedi and I pretty much went ahead and did it my thing is um, not not everything you know this I'm not talking about the uh, the blowing up the innards of the second Death Star I'm not talking about the Ewoks or as Harrison Ford called it the teddy bear picnic um, <laughs> if anybody's ever heard that line and that's that's what gets me thinking is he, he his line was something like I didn't think the way to end the trilogy or the movies was with the teddy bear picnic. And you can take that or leave it. I was at the right age when that movie came out, so the Ewoks never bothered me. Um, but the whole scene um, that's interwoven with those other two sequences of Luke and Vader having their final confrontation with the Emperor there, when you think about the movies that are out there 
long sagas. We've had a pretty good run lately. I mean, Lord of the Rings has, I mean, he had great material to work off of those books anyway. Um, Harry Potter had a good ending. Um, but Star Wars, I think, that scene with the confrontation of Vader and Luke, the just the visuals of it. There's silhouettes with the lightsabers glowing and that lightsaber duel to me will always be my favorite one out of any movie. Um, And just being able to end the movies like that where I don't know how you could walk out of that theater if you were seeing that movie in 1983 and go, wow, I wish they would have done something differently. I can understand Um, maybe the Ewoks bugged you a little bit or something like that, but that sequence was a fantastic payoff for those three movies. And quite frankly, the emperor almost kind of steals the scene, which is amazing when you think about it, because you got Luke and his father, and he's the redemption of Anakin Skywalker, but somehow the emperor is kind of the most interesting guy yeah. in the scene, just because he's played so well. So, But my big thing um, will always be just the visuals of that scene and that lightsaber duel. I, I was fortunate enough to visit London last year, and Madame Tussaud's uh, Wax Museum had a Star Wars exhibit, and one of the things they had was the Emperor sitting in his chair and Luke and Vader crossing lightsabers mm-hmm. and you could kind of walk around it and see it and it was awesome. I didn't want to leave that one room actually. So. And the music. Oh, Just, and the music, oh, yes. Yeah. Everything about it. I mean, I love the space battle. I can take or leave the, the Ewok thing at the on Endor but, uh, or the Endor moon, but... Um, just that scene as a whole if you take just the lightsaber scene and the emperor and you kind of take all everything else out and you paste it all together I think is probably it's really when it came down to it when you posed the question I was like alright if I think Star Wars if there's one part that I would want to go to on my DVD and watch yep. you know, what is it and that's kind of how I came up with it I went right to this and I said well that was a lot easier than I thought it would be yeah that's uh, that was right there too. I mean that I, I think it as I thought through this too. I, I mean I obviously did you know I think as a single scene I, I do prefer kind of the, the trench run, but I just that whole the whole arc and you know I just kept saying I'm like okay I love this part and I love the part after that and the part after and you know you know special editions and all that other stuff. I don't whatever changes they've made I'm I'll, I'm fine with it. I don't get all huffy puffy about that, but yeah can't uh, I can't disagree with you there. No, it's a great moment in the Star Wars universe, a great moment in cinematic And history. with the power of technology, we can actually hear from, from <laughs> our friend Jared Chilson. Yes, absolutely. Jared, what is your favorite Star Wars moment of all time? This is Jared from the Brick City Blockade, and I am here to tell you my favorite all-time moment in Star Wars history. And that would have to be at the end of Return of the Jedi when Darth Vader... It throws the Emperor over over into the you know down down into the Death Star and and then he sacrifices himself to save Luke Skywalker and in that moment he redeems himself as a Jedi and ultimately brings balance back to the force like the prophecy had had spoke of and that moment means so much to me because it, it is a redeeming moment for the character, you know, from, you know, where he thinks or where he feels so much love for his family that he, that he decides to sacrifice himself just to save his son. Uh, to me, that is, that is just extremely amazing and extremely good storytelling. And then to have a, 
in Jedi burial at the very end where he is, uh, you know, burned like, you know, just like Qui-Gon Jinn is, is extremely emotional and very, very well put together. And I do have to say that it is my all time favorite part in Star Wars history. It was great to hear the Jared's take kind of on, you know, basically the part right after that, um, when, you know, Vader basically decides that, um, you know, it's, it's pretty powerful to me when I see that scene because you can't see behind the mask, but you can almost envision what he's going through. And, um, you know, it's not really impactful, but it was, you know, basically 30 minutes before that when actually Luke surrenders on, on the forest moon of Endor there. Mm. And that's, I, it's it not action packed or whatever, but that's one of my favorite scenes too, yeah. because of the, you know, you know, calls him father and just the interlude back and forth between them. It's so good. And then you kind of get a little hints of, um, you know, the force theme in that scene. And you, when Luke goes off with a stormtrooper there, you're left with Vader and again, pondering his thoughts. And I think that right there let this, put the seed to eventually down the line there. I just love Return I love that scene. And I actually think that's an often forgot about scene of Return of the Jedi because it's so short when yeah. they're talking in that hallway. And, and he's like, you know, Luke just says, just like how you're not going to bring me to the Emperor now. And all of a sudden, Vader ignites Luke's lightsaber. And the look on Luke's face is just like, Oh damn! I probably miscalculated here. I'm gonna. <laughs> and, uh, it's just uh, Michelle and I were talking about that earlier today. How that's just kind of a forgotten scene in that yeah. movie, but it's really good. It's such a great reminder too, to also that you know within that suit, and we've seen it in the canon played out recently, not just in Vader comics, but with how people have been discussing Star Wars alone. That within that suit, there is still Anakin Skywalker. And there still is the Anakin that everybody understood that was divided between the dark side and his true thoughts. What he thought about Luke, maybe just him scheming like, man, you know, I, I can't imagine myself being outside of the suit right now. But also, oh, I wish I so badly I was outside the suit and I could be the person that I've always wanted to be. It was just so, so confused as, as a person. And that scene alone is so telling. Before we got any of that backstory, right there, George Lucas put in the seed that there still is somebody within that suit that still feels that way. Now, Sean... Little bits of him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sean, your favorite Star Wars moment, I know you and I have talked yeah. about them in the past, but curious to hear specifically what it is. Mine is, is totally different. It's not from the movies, and it's, it's, it's mine's from the Clone Wars series. I don't know, Jim hasn't seen it. Uh, I should probably and leave the room. Yeah, probably show you right now. Yeah. <laughs> Plug your ears right now. <laughs> but my favorite scene is especially the ending when uh, Soka finds out that Barris has traded her. And Barris Sophie, if you guys don't know her, she was in the Attack of the Clones. And in the Clone Wars series, she, she became such a good friend of, to Ahsoka. And before that... Uh, Ahsoka thought she uh, she was fighting Asa's Ventress, but it was actually because Barriss Sophie was wearing a mask and she didn't know who it was. And later she finds out it was, uh, was Barriss, and it just totally bre- uh, breaks her. And, and towards the end, with she leaves the the Jedi Academy and goes out for her own path. Mm. And one of the reasons why I really loved that scene is because her character became such a great. 
for this TV series and it and it became one of my favorite characters of Star Wars and her and she got she went through a lot of tough things in the series especially with Anakin now and going from it's it's one of my favorite moments I think so it's different so I think it's from all you guys so it's it's cool <laughs> I guess I think we should probably hear from Scott too because yeah. I know he had a he had a great take and we'll uh, we can play that right now yeah let's throw it over to the pond to Mr. Scott Inch I should hear hear from the other guys they are choosing their favorite Star Wars moment and my favorite Star Wars moment is not from the comics not from the books and not from the movies it's actually from Star Wars Rebels and it's from season 2 and it's the final episode of season 2 which is Twilight of the Apprentice part 2 and my favorite moment from that is the final scene where Ezra and Kanan are coming back from Maricor and they've just been through this great struggle along with Sissoka and that final scene with the music from Kevin Kiner uh, which is called It's Over Now the music plays so well over that montage of um, everyone looking depressed or kind of feeling they've been beaten so badly because Ahsoka's went missing and you can see the expression on Rex when she didn't come back with Kanan and Ezra and you can see Hera being so sad and completely devastated at the fact that Kanan is completely injured after his encounter with Maul and then you come to the next shot where you see Maul getting off the planet of Malkor and just heading out trying to he knows what he's after and then there's just Vader who is broken broken is probably not the right word but just damaged after he's a fight with Ahsoka and then you cut away to the bird flying and then you see Ahsoka now again this is if Ahsoka's alive or is she dead but Dave Lord has pretty much confirmed that we are seeing her again and then it just cuts back to being on the ghost and I just love the shot of the camera going right through everybody on the ghost you've got Hera you've got Sabine you've got Kanan you've got Zeb and then it just ends with with Ezra opening the the Sith Holocron and just come out with just these red eyes or oh it's just amazing it's just an amazing moment I just think that whole moment that last minute of that episode the one of the greatest the music just goes well so well with that and to be fair be the Star Wars celebration they played that music over the closing ceremony and I just got chills listening to it to me it's one of my favourite music moments as well and to have that bit of music in with a Twilight of the Apprentice is just amazing. So yeah, that's my favourite moment. It's from Star Wars Rebels. Um, so yeah, you can find me on Facebook at Scottish or on Twitter at Scottish85. So, no shortage of 
great stuff when it comes to the animated universe. It seems like when it comes to specifically Rebels more recently, yeah. there seems to be a lot of love for that. And I think it's most appropriate, Brian, when it comes to that specifically. Yeah, I want to throw it over to Chris because I yeah. know he's uh, Chris and then throw it over to Jim because I know Chris, you're the, you know. You mean James? To Jim. Oh, okay. No, I didn't. <laughs> I'm losing my mind. Really. Yeah, you are, but sorry, it's your birthday. Um, Chris, you're kind of like the big, you know, Ahsoka fan right there with um, with Sean and just kind of your take on both, you know, Sean's favorite moment of her leaving the Jedi Council and, you know, hear the great, again, I, I hone in on the music, but Kevin Kiner did mm-hmm. awesome with that, with that scene with her walking away down the staircase. And then also hearing from Scott on Twilight of the Apprentice, and you've got, you know, he even mentioned, you know, um, it's over now, and you know, that great thing there too. But I mean, you've got two bookends of Ahsoka, and, you know, just your thoughts on that. So the thing with Ahsoka is that there isn't really any other character in the Star Wars universe, you know, cinematically or um, TV wise, that we've seen grow more than her. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you get to see her start out as a Padawan. You know, she's like 14 or 15 years old. And then it goes all the way until she's, you know, in her early 30s. And, you know, she's uh, confronting her, you know, her master, you know, her former master. Um, it's just, it's amazing all the different moments that, uh, she's provided, um, you know, the way they've written her and uh, with the performance by Ashley Eckstein. Um, Ahsoka, you know, she can, a lot of people can relate to her, you know, uh, working so hard to get to a certain point and then it just gets pulled out from under you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, she basically had to find herself again. Uh, she had to create her own path. Instead of you know continuing on that Jedi path, you know she went on her own. Um, you know she went on her own, found herself, and uh, the character we see show up in Rebels is just this battle-hardened, you know, uh, warrior, and she just she knows how to deal with pretty much any situation. Uh, I just think you know between. You know, Sean's moment and Scott's moment. I mean, those are just, you know, they're not only um, good moments in Star Wars. I mean, they're good moments, you know, for, uh, you know, for, for TV in general. You know, the fact that you see this character um, grow like this and and go through all these, these struggles, it really personalizes that character and uh, I think that's why you know I can see why they picked those moments I mean I I was thinking about those as well for mine but um, I went a different way for for my favorite moment and Jim I know you just watched Twilight of the Apprentice and you know you're just working through the Rebels and I mean you just probably have watched it more recently than any of us Mm -hmm. thoughts on that I think it was uh, aside from the original Star Wars movies, um, it's my that Twilight of the Apprentice two-part episode yep. is some of my favorite Star Wars storytelling that I've seen, and it's it's up there with some of the original trilogy moments. To be honest with you, and that's what's surprising part. I've been watching Rebels and 
um, it pretty much everybody says the same thing. It starts off a little bit slow, um, more kiddish in a lot of ways. You know, Ezra has his slingshot, this other stuff. And it's obviously it's a kid show, but then you get, by the time you get into a few episodes of the second season, it starts to hit its stride. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, but it felt like this huge jump. All of a sudden they hit you with this episode where it's just like, wow. I mean, I, I'm looking forward to episode, season three with Thrawn coming in because I know he comes in there at some point. But um, just seeing that two-part episode, the way it was done, the way it was told, I have never watched The Clone Wars, so I know how it ends now, so that's yeah. good. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Spoiler alert. I'm still going to watch it just because I can see the allure of Ahsoka just from, from watching the second season of Rebels. You kind of already spoiled from the that's watch true. your Rebels. I mean, yeah. I mean, and so the... I guess what I would say is um, a lot of the expanded universe, we talked a little bit before we were recording, and the original Thrawn trilogy was was a great storyline. There's some other books out there. Shadows of the Empire was a, was a great story. I put that two-part episode above any of them. Wow. All right. Chris, your <laughs> favorite Star Wars moment alone. What do you think? So... I'm going to re- I'm going back to Return of the Jedi. Yes, but I'm taking a little bit different uh, different approach. Uh, the end is just simply amazing. Uh, the way that that trilogy ended. But for me, I kind of bring it back to uh, my memories as a kid, first watching Return of the Jedi, and <laughs> I was going to use the first act. Uh, kind of like uh, Brian wanted to use the third act. But I kind of narrowed it down. It's really um, the climax of that first act with the battle over the pit of Carcoon, yep. the Sarlacc pit. Um, just, you know, all the stuff leading up to that. You know, um, every character, uh, you know, playing their role, getting their way into uh, Jabba's palace, all to save their friend, you know? And uh, just with Leia, you know, you know, she comes in, she's trying to, you know, save Han. Uh, and then with um, the moment that Luke shows up, you know, and, and you're like, he starts doing some stuff that, you know, obviously he is at a different point from where he leaves, um, leaves us in Empire Strikes Back. Uh, you know, trying to manipulate Jabba and it's just not working and, and um, you know, the fight with the Rancor. Mm-hmm. You know, it just, as, as a kid, I just remember playing with the toys, trying to recreate those scenes. I mean, they gave you so many different figures and characters to be able to recreate that stuff. Um, so when I'm watching that movie, it just brings back those, you know, nostalgic moments as a kid. Um, but really, it's... The moment where uh, Luke is standing on that diving board off the sand, off the skiff, <laughs> and uh, you know he says to Jabba, "Free us or die." Yep. And you know, just before that, he's nodding to all the you know Lando and and uh, most specifically uh, R two, and R two opens up his little hatch yep. and a little lightsaber. You can see the hilt pop out, and when Jabba just you know, starts laughing, and uh, that moment 
John Williams score comes in mm-hmm. yeah. and it's just like all right you know it's on and <laughs> and Jedi you know Jedi Knight Luke you know does some crazy flips catches that lightsaber in midair and they just start going to town and uh, completely misses his stun kick <laughs> the, the little things you know as a kid I never really you know noticed that stuff but it's uh, you know it's all in fun but I think you know that that moment for me, I just rewatched it last night for the first time in a while, and uh, you know I just love it. It just brings back, you know, so much nostalgia for me. It may not be you know the most um, you know quote unquote important scene in in all of Star Wars, but for me, it's it's the best moment for myself. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Amen. <laughs> Mr. Brown. It was a very difficult question that was posed to me probably 15 minutes ago because I have no idea what we're doing here right now. Um, but my favorite moment for throughout the entirety of Star Wars can't be defined by a single moment. And I, th- I think it has to be when you're watching Luke Skywalker throughout the original trilogy, every moment that he realizes that he just got in way over his head... He has no idea how he's going to get out of it, and then he somehow pulls through. And the first instance where you really see that is, uh, at least the first one that I can remember throughout the movies that really stuck with me, is uh, when they're on the original Death Star, and they just get, and, and they're down the, in the trash compactor, and uh, he gets sucked down by the dying Goa, and it's just like oh wow and then he pops up and he's got that expression on his face and then you see it again not 10 minutes later when Vader cuts down Obi-Wan and Luke gets all angry and he starts shooting at the stormtroopers and they all start shooting back en masse and he's like oh crap what I just do <laughs> and uh, then you move on to Empire where you get it when he first fights Vader and he realizes he's completely outclassed and then you get it in Jedi when Originally, he goes into Jabba's and he's got this whole plan and everything. And then it's like, oh crap, Rancor. What am I going to do now? And uh, he just, he always has that innate ability to put himself into a situation, not really think about, hey, this could happen, get tossed into this, this, you know, this just happened, and then get himself out of it. And I think that's my favorite part of the Star Wars series. Yeah. Yoda had it right when he said he was reckless, right? Yeah, extremely <laughs> reckless. Of course you are. <laughs> Just like old pops. Yeah. I think we have one more left. Robin. <sighs> well, of course, I saved the one. The one. The chosen one? We're going back to the prequels. There can only be one. There can only be one. We're going back to the prequels. I remember the night. It was 2005. Going to see actually what was my first midnight release of Star Wars which was of course episode 3 Revenge of the Sith and I remember standing in line excited as ever I bought all the merchandise on, on when it came out and everything showed up at school my teacher said you're absolutely insane you're going to get nowhere like in Star Wars this much well guess what here I am so <laughs> knowing that big much time, big, time. big time right so knowing that much Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. There's one part, which is the ending. And I remember sitting at the the end of that film. And 
being a midnight release, it was it was almost emotional for me because now that we've seen it in Rebels and we've seen at the conclusion of it, we see Obi-Wan looking over Luke again, and obviously Luke is a lot older from when that scene was. But now that I look back at it, it's like it was such a great tie-in, I thought, to where we would end up later on down the road. And as a kid, I didn't know that. But emotionally, when you see you know, Obi-Wan delivering Luke to Aunt Beru and uh, Uncle Owen, and you know where they end up in the original trilogy, and you know where Luke ends up. You see him as a baby. It's emotional because then they look out at the twin sons. Sunrise. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, wow, what a great tie-in. And being a youngster at that time, I'm not going to mention age here because we know that is forbidden here at the network, but at the same time, it was such a great moment as a kid being there for that midnight release and seeing that ending because you walked out satisfied. And at that point, we didn't know where Star Wars was going to come back or if it was going to come back. So that was the only thing that we knew was that was the end of it. Leave it at that. And then you had to go back into the original trilogy. We didn't know Rogue One. We didn't know Force Awakens. So that's where I stem it to. And that's where the roots of Star Wars for me and that passion and that one moment came from. Um, Actually, interestingly enough, I we're all um, too young. Some of us more than mm. others. Um, <laughs> you know, we're all too young to have been in the theater for the 1977 movie um, my wife's a little older, older than me and I was asking her this question earlier today and I kind of knew what she was going to say when I asked the question because I think most people that saw the original movie in the theater would say this and she came almost immediately with the opening of that movie when that Star Destroyer goes over your head the that, and it's just yeah. funny hearing you know the, the six of us here, plus the, the two others, uh, you know, one across the pond, one on the other side of the country, none of us came anywhere close to that scene. Um, and I think it speaks to the generational element yeah. of these films yeah. that make them so great. And uh, she also said the throne room at the end of A New Hope, you know, at the end of your trench run scene that you mentioned, those are the two um, that always caught her eye. But that, that Star Destroyer coming overhead really is I mean that's that's pretty it's iconic as well. yeah, yeah. yeah. nothing iconic. like that had been done before and it just kept going yeah you know I'm sure I know my brother he he went and saw he's he was old enough to see um, Star Wars originally and I think he said he saw it like a dozen times you know when it first came out at the Ioka mm. in uh, downtown Exeter wow. um, that's right saw the, yeah yeah, yeah. So, yeah so did I yeah and um you know, he he always talks about seeing that for the first time in the beginning of that movie and just being completely blown away. You know, it's just I can't even imagine. It's funny you mentioned that Jim too, because I asked my wife Kara uh, last night. I'm like, and she almost immediately said, um, when Luke discovers the hologram of Princess Leia mm. on Tatooine there, and she just, you know, that when she thought of just, you know, that's when she thinks of Star Wars, that's. Kind of immediately, kind of like what she goes to there. So help me, owe you on Kenobi. You're yep. my only hope. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So I think if I was going to pick one scene from that movie, though, it would probably probably be the entrance of Darth Vader after they board the rebel ship mm. when he comes through that doorway and it's the first time you see him in the movie. <laughs> that would probably be my favorite scene of that yeah. whole movie. That whole hallway battle, you know. 
Yeah, and you first see Obi Wan's face. And, yeah. Come here, little one. <laughs> <laughs> Hello there. You're not going to try to uh, recreate the crate dragon. Oh, absolutely. It's got great acoustics. For Somebody, it. I don't know what it is. I know that's always been a popular line, but you know, totally aside from that, everybody has been doing that a lot on social media lately with the hello there oh yeah <laughs> it's true there's it's, been a lot of the there. McGregor one it's been all over, yeah. like, YouTube and then yeah. what used to be Vine and all yeah. that stuff is just dubbing different stuff and hello there it's amazing that's how iconic Star Wars is too that it's expanded not just into our culture Dude. alone but pop culture alone yeah. over well, the last few years it's funny it's my wife every time we're, no matter what we're watching there's almost always a Star Wars reference who shot first (laughs) yeah I mean she just uh, she's like I can never get away from it I can never get away from it it's like everywhere it's funny how it's in every single show you watch Yeah, it is amazing I mean I won't be afraid to admit this but we were watching um, British British Baking Show Uh, there was was a Star Wars reference in that and she's like you have got to be kidding me. You can't even get away from it watching this show. So it's just like, it's crazy. Some of the some of the lingo from Star Wars is just accepted part of the English language mm-hmm. now. It's just, if somebody says, use the force, everybody knows what you're talking about. And then people yeah. who have maybe never seen more than five minutes of any of the movies uh, know what you're talking about. So. <laughs> <laughs> I love that book. Had to go there. If this was a counselorship, where's your ambassador? You know? <laughs> uh, no, it was just it was great to hear kind of everybody's yeah. you know different take and different perspectives of just. I mean, there's the reason why we're all on a podcast talking about this. I mean, it obviously resonates, um, but. You know, those, I mean, I can't disagree with anybody. So, I mean, everybody's got a personal take on it, too. And, you know, I, going Brian, back I to kind Brian, of... Brian, I hate yours. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, too, Sean. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> he can get away with it. He's a birthday boy tonight. Let him, let it fly, let it fly. No, but... <laughs> no, it, you're, you're right. It, it's like... When you're doing a podcast, you almost have to know everybody's favorite Star Wars, especially yeah. if it's a Star Wars podcast. You really do have to understand, like, yeah, everybody's favorite moments are here, here, and here, and it just builds a great discussion going forward, and it and we get to know more about each other, you know? Again, this is this podcast has only existed for more than 12 months, and it's, it's amazing that right now we're sharing all these experiences and everything, and... We can keep going forward with it. And for you, the fans especially, that's the most important piece is you get to know more about us here at the network. So We would also like to hear your thoughts. <laughs> exactly. Or your, yeah. favorite, your favorite memories. Yeah, head on, favorite over, moments. head on over to Twitter. Use Facebook. the hashtag. Yeah, go over to Facebook. Hashtag BCBPN. Make sure to share your thoughts about what your favorite Star Wars moment is. We will select a few. We will put them up on the Twitter feed and we will share them out with everybody else. It should be a lot of fun going through everybody's favorite moments. I know, Jim, I'm going to be careful with the prequel ones. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to play it I, safe. I like the ratio here. Seven out of eight non-prequel. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> I no thought Jar-Jar. we were going to go eight for eight, and then you you kind of threw a wrench into that. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. It is what it is. Like I said, I loved the ending of, the te- of uh, 
Revenge of the Sith as well, because I could get up and leave. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Robin, I think it's that time. Oh, man, it's that time. What are you doing here? Anything? Right here? Right now? Right it's Jim's house. It's time to do... Jim, it's time to do... Plug time. Plug time here at the Brick City Blockade Podcast Network. All right, let's throw it over to this guy right here, Mr. Brian Fontaine. Where can they find you on social media? On Twitter and Instagram at Jedi Scavenger SW. Twitter at Red Five Jim. Uh, follow me on Facebook. Uh, friend me, yeah, friend me on Facebook. Follow my music at Bandcamp. 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 And SoundCloud at Zone Z. Follow my Twitter at Shama Show One. Follow my Instagram Zone Twenty Four Thirty Four. Uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Vintage Viewport. Add me on Facebook, That Radio Voice 1989. And apparently I have to get a Twitter now. You do. He yep. really does. He really does. Because I think a lot of people would like to follow the brown man at, himself. At the voice. Mr. James Brown himself. At the BCB voice. Yeah, that's right. At, at BCB voice. There you go. They already picked your handle. There we go. Easy enough to yeah. run with it. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> Twitter at BCB voice. <laughs> Pending availability. <laughs> oh, hold on. I, I, just, I just took it. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you you guys, scalped it. You guys can follow me over on Twitter at MrVoteTweets. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at the official vote. Also, make sure to head on over to SoundCloud to listen to stuff. Make sure to subscribe on iTunes. Please comment, rate, and share everything at the Brick City Blockade Podcast Network and head on over to www.brickcityblockade.com for everything happening in a galaxy far, far away. For everybody here at the Podcast Network, thanks for listening and hopefully you'll share your thoughts out about what your favorite moment in Star Wars was. And we'll see you soon. May May the the Force force be with you. Always. Big mistakey? That's a no, guys. I think it works better as an instrumental anyway. It's a wrap!